Blog Talk Radio. Welcome back to the Barbershop Window Podcast, episode 46. I know, alert the media. We are back this quickly after doing our last show. It's been a while since we've done the show this quickly after our our previous show, but we are here. Chris Vigilante here is always joined by my two co-hosts, Rob Zanzanator and Shane. Say hello, gentlemen. It's a reunion show, huh? One can say that. Shane, are you there? Sting is back. Go Sting. Sting, Sting, Sting. Uh, I'm going to resist the urge to uh, Price is Right losing hole in you. But, uh, so yeah, I guess uh, I guess uh, we're going to talk about uh, mostly what happened last night on Monday Night Raw. Uh, our show we are. Happened. I know Shane... Uh, a little bit more excited than than I am about uh, WWE programming. Uh, Chris, your phone sounds terrible. Yeah, Chris, are you talking into the phone? What's wrong with you? You sound like sh- last week. No, I I'm talking into my phone. Does it sound choppy? No, it sounded like you were in a tunnel. It sounds like you're at the bottom oh, of I, the ocean. I apologize. Maybe it's because I'm I'm broadcasting right now from the comfort of my bed. Instead of my normal spot, I'm sick though. So, oh, I'm sorry to hear that. So, yeah, what was your up. take on the the wonderful <laughs> experience that was Monday Night Raw last night, uh, Rob? Um, I watched it. I fell asleep at the start of the main event. Uh, Shane called me at like one in the morning, waking me up, asking what I thought about the main event, and I told him that I fell asleep. Um, so up to the main event, um, I, I got the impression that there wasn't like a lot of wrestling throughout the show. There was a lot of like, uh, in-ring reunions, backstage segments, uh, squash matches, uh, setting up to the, I guess it was a tag title match or, a uh, non-title tag match and, uh, IC match and, uh, the main event. But overall, I mean, it seemed like, uh, Kind of a throwback to um, a build towards the Royal Rumble. They kept talking about uh, records and uh, the the legends' past records and performances. Uh, kind of a kind of a, a go home show, but the whole the whole opening segment with uh, Brock in the ring, I thought had great potential right off the bat with Heyman, you know, doing gold again. Uh, even Rollins on screen, even though he kind of uh, flubbed a little bit, was was okay. I think Cena ruined the entire moment. Uh, it almost seemed like a Brock face turn for a moment with him and the authority in the ring and Rollins on the big screen, and then Cena has to come out and give his 
cookie cutter John Cena never give up promo. Um, mm-hmm. uh, so other than that, I mean, nothing really earth shattering, right? Except for the, the end, which I'll leave for Shane. <clears throat> no, yeah, I mean, I thought like besides the first few minutes and the last few minutes, uh, this show was nothing really that 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 special or that good as, as usual. I think raw in general, the last you know three four weeks is we're hitting like circa two thousand one WCW Nitro at this point. It's just yeah. it's that bad. Right. Well, I was going to say, it felt like WWE Monday Nitro at some points, especially with all the NWO um, references. Uh, although I did forget to mention the, the MLK intro package was very well done uh, to open the show. The Yeah, the video was good, but <laughs> how about the, uh, the, the director's choice after that video aired to try to find every black person in the crowd uh, <coughs> yeah, I with the that camera? Too. Okay, we did too. notice that, right? It wasn't just me. No, I mean you are a racist. I mean everyone knows that, but uh, uh, yes, you know you we shouldn't say stuff like that on. You shouldn't say stuff like that on broadcast uh, because the, not everyone knows you're joking. No, I, I'm jo- I, I'm joking. Yeah. No, no Chris okay. is not a racist. He's the furthest thing from. In fact, I'm the most liberal person that out of the three of us, probably. <laughs> Yeah, liberal to a sickening degree, I might say. What you? We should talk about the uh, the politics. Are you saying we should talk about the state of the union? I'm just going to hang up on you. Yeah, we don't. I don't want to know your opinions on that. I can only imagine. Wave a magic wand. Okay. Fair enough. Well, I think Shane. Let, let me ask you. Uh, let's get to you because you've been uh, uncharacteristically quiet. Quiet, uncharacteristically quiet, like Sting. Booyah, <laughs> I guess. Um, so what did you think? Of, obviously, I know you saw the Sting's return, but I think the more pressing question, the, the real hard-hitting question I have for you, Shane, is what did you think of John Cena's new T-shirt? Um, I mean, I actually uh, – I, I kind of have a very different opinion from you guys. I thought this Raw was, I mean, entertaining at the least. Um, I thought it was much better than the previous weeks. At that, I still thought it was pretty bad, um, but still better. Like I was pretty entertained throughout the whole thing. Then I and I marked out a couple times as well, um, just for some of the returns. Like like it was fairly entertaining. Not nothing, and it advanced the storyline. I thought it was a nice. I thought it was a pretty good show. I don't. I don't understand why you guys are so like negative about it. Um, no, I mean, it, it wasn't as bad as previous episodes. Right. That yeah. that'll give you. It wasn't as bad as the last two or three weeks before this, but but that doesn't say much. So because it still wasn't, I, I still didn't think it was a good show. Yeah, and I, I get they're building to the Royal Rumble, but yeah, what, you know, on what Rob said before, it, it there was like two, there was like three mat, three quick, three or four really quick matches on this show, and just talking for two hours. Out of the three hours, it, it was just I, it was it was good. And then last night, unlike usual, where I just watched it on like a little bit of a delay on my DVR, so I fast forward through the commercials. I actually watched it start to finish with all the commercials. It is friggin' brutal to sit through all that uh, all that television. Yeah, I mean, I'm never watching like a 
I'm like never watching TV and just watching TV. Like it's, I'm always doing something else. I'm always doing emails or just fitting like other stuff. I have a weird experience with Raw. Like I actually love Raw and I have it playing like the three hours, but like I miss every, I miss a, like, I wouldn't say a lot of it, but I can just like, I'm doing other things. So I'm entertained or preoccupied by different activities, but I can keep it on through the whole the whole show and be like fairly entertained. Um, I just thought uh, once again, I mean, the, the takeaways from the show, uh, once again, I'm just so impressed, literally like impressed at this point. Um, like, I think he has good qualities. I think he has bad qualities. One of the bad qualities he really has, how Triple H can just ne- never fails to make it all about himself. Like, he's with these, like, old, washed-up wrestlers from the WCW days, from the NWO, and he's still putting them over, over, like, the the current talent. Like, I don't understand why he always has to be the coolest guy in the room. Like, he just doesn't... I mean, maybe he's smarter than everyone because he never shows vulnerability and never puts himself in a position where he's not in power. So he always has, like, that... I'm just fascinated how he never fails. I mean, to just to just put himself over in every circumstance. I I, I don't know. Like, um, what do you think, Rob? What are you gonna do when he wins the Royal Rumble? What's that? What are you gonna do when Triple H wins the Royal Rumble? Yeah, I guess that will be the pinnacle of his. Uh, I, I I'm saying it couldn't get worse, but apparently it can with that idea. Uh, I mean, obviously the authority angle you knew was going to be a big thing for the whole last year. I mean, starting in SummerSlam of last year, I think they they trademarked it before they even had the authority angle. Um, Two years ago. Yeah, maybe that's what I meant. SummerSlam 2013, yeah. So you saw it coming a mile away. Um, The way they got rid of him and brought him back so quickly after Survivor Series within like a month, speaks volumes to what Shane's talking about. I mean, they weren't even gone for a while, you know. They they were gone and back very quickly. I don't know. I mean, Triple H is good. He's good when he's good. I mean, I I know I mean I know what you're saying about he's involved with everything, but last night he done from to be involved to a certain extent. Chris, what do you think? Um, well, I agree with as far as Triple H goes. I mean, yeah, he can't have Especially when the when when those kind of old school guys together, especially Nash and him, like they can't get together and have a segment without burying the everyone else on the roster. Even when they're not wrestling anymore, they still manage to find a way to bury the current talent, uh, which is I just don't get it, I, and I never will. And that's just the way he is, and it's never going to change. I mean, to me, just watching Raw in general. Yeah, it was a better show than uh than uh than normal. Um I came out of this show with two big things basically. Two 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 things that I'm now convinced of. One, John Cena is winning the title and two, Roman Reigns is winning the Royal Rumble. So I, I am now convinced of both of those things. So you're saying you're saying Reigns Cena at WrestleMania? Uh, unfortunately, I think I am. I think I am. 
I just I, the way they're building this championship match. Although you can see any of the three guys winning it, uh, I just think you know the way they're, the way they're positioning this. Like John Cena is gonna fail again. He's gonna fail again. Like you know he's not gonna fail again because that's the way they're building it. And then Reigns. You know, like he's—it's just clear. Like you know, they purposely didn't pick him; uh, didn't have the legends pick him as the uh, as the pick, and he but he came out to save the legends. Daniel Bryan was almost a forgotten entity on this show, with a horribly booked ending to that match. I mean, did did anyone notice that like the interference was just him pulling him down from the apron, and that's it? He pulled Kane pulled Daniel Bryan down from the apron, threw him back in the ring, and that was it. That was the distraction that caused him to lose. The very wide. It was. I was just sitting there going, "Man, this is bad." And you know, obviously Bryan's going to be focused on, but I just don't. I don't think he's going to win it. I'm convinced that it's going to be Reigns and Cena because I think, I think their thinking at this point is they still want. They want to go with Reigns, and it's smart in a way because if they want to, if they really want to go with Reigns. The only guaranteed way for Reigns to get cheered at WrestleMania is to go against Cena, who's going to get booed. So Cena's so, going to be healed? I don't see how that's happening. No, he's not going to be healed. They're going to build it like a face against face. But just the reality of WrestleMania is that Cena gets booed a lot. So like Reigns will be the de facto more more cheered guy. So that Wait, where is WrestleMania this the year? Dallas. It is uh, California. No, it's in California this oh, year. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's Santa in... Clara. Are you sure about that? Yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah. they there. just announced WrestleMania 32 is in Dallas today. Oh, that was another... That's another... They, they made the official announcement today that WrestleMania 32 next year is going to be in Dallas at the uh, yeah. Cowboys, you know, AT&T Stadium, you know, where, Cow- where the Cowboys play 100,000 people. There's, you know, the... Is the hope for WrestleMania 32? I I suppose. I mean, I don't. I I I think that uh, I I don't know what's gonna happen. Like I'm pretty. That's why I'm I'm actually pretty pumped about the Royal Rumble because I love that gimmick. Like I love that match so much. Uh, it's my favorite pay per view, and I see it as like. Maybe they're doing it right this year. We don't really know who's going to be in there. Like, I'm, I think I'm going to be surprised either way. I really am. I think it can go in any direction right now. Like, I'm actually. Do you think? What? No, go ahead. I was going to say, do you think they I, go maybe the Daniel Bryan Brock Lesnar route, but just not for the title? I see. I don't see. I don't think it's a certainty. I really don't that Brock is leaving after March. Like, if you know kind of the landscape of, like, the, I don't know, like, the the UFC in general right now, it's, like, that heavyweight division is pretty, it's pretty competitive. And I, no, I see, weak. like, I mean, but it's competitive. Who's Brock in a fight? I think he can go back in and have, like, this Frank Mir number three fight, and I actually think he stands a good chance of beating Frank Mir just because Mir has declined so much. Yeah, but then like after that, what's he? He's gonna have the rematch against Overeem, and Overeem. I mean, he, Overeem's my favorite fighter for years and years of like like the best fight. But he's a mixed bag, so you know he Overeem's gonna kick his head off or you know get like submitted in the third round. Who knows what's gonna happen? Like during that, like I don't see many interesting matchups for Brock Lesnar there. I'm, I 
I don't know. Not that Brock Lesnar's going. I think he's going anywhere he wants to for the paycheck. But I I think w, I, the WWE will out, outbid the UFC in these circumstances. Um, I, I don't see that because I just don't think he's worth paying a ton of money for now that they've killed pay-per-view. Because he just he doesn't move the needle. It's not his fault, but he doesn't move the needle the way he would if pay-per-view was still around. Like, he doesn't make that much impact as far as network numbers, so it's not worth it to pay this guy a huge amount of money to only show up a couple times a year. Yeah, I mean, that's a good point. He's been showing up on Raw, huh? What? You're breaking up. He's been, he's been showing up a lot on Raw. I mean, only the last, yeah, like, the... two, three weeks. Before that, he hadn't shown up for, you know, a long time. Months. So... I don't know. We'll see. I mean, I guess we'll see. I mean, we'll see on Sunday. Uh, but what do you guys think? I mean, look, we uh, a lot a lot of times the, the, the Royal Rumble is basically a two-match show where it's the Rumble match itself and whatever the championship match is going to be. But uh, what do you think of this undercard uh, right now, which uh, consists of um, on the, cook, the kickoff show is a six-man elimination tag with the New Day versus Kid Cesaro and Adam Rose, and then the main card, undercard, is the Usos versus Miz and Sandoff for the tag titles, the Bellas versus Paige and Natalia, and the Ascension versus the New Age Outlaws. Uh, all horrible. It's one of the worst Chris, undercards I've ever seen. Chris, what was your favorite single moment from last night's Raw? My my favorite single moment from last night. Um, I don't know. Why don't you talk about the undercard for a minute, and I will think about that and get back to you. Okay, the undercard is a shitty undercard. I mean, it's Zora Rumble. Usually the, the matches are short. I mean, when's the last time you really recall a great undercard match at a Royal Rumble pay-per-view, besides the main event or the Rumble? Um. I like the way the Rumble has kind of shifted a little bit. Remember a couple of years ago when it was Taker and Michaels and they went like 20 minutes as the last two? I'm a big fan of that style of Rumble, where there's two guys left and then it's almost like a match with the last two guys um, going all out. So the undercard this year, whatever. You have New Age Outlaws who get winded pretty fast. It'll be a quick match. Uh, last time they wrestled, they got... Uh, completely squashed by the Shield at WrestleMania. Uh, Divas match, who cares? I don't know. Hopefully Cesaro and Kid can do some cool stuff. Um, maybe as a tag team, they'll be given more room to shine. And it looks like they're giving a little bit more personality and freedom to do moves and stuff like that. What do you think of the undercard chain? Um, I mean, just like going by the gimmick, like the I think the New Day is like just insulting, just like. I I can't. They're just like it's such a bad gimmick, and um, they just the crowd has no zero reaction. Zero reaction because I just think they scream heels to me. Like they should be heels. Like I mean, it'd be the same exact gimmick as Bo Dallas at that point. But I mean, it's just from conception, just a terrible gimmick. Um. Uh, and I really, I I think they're squandering Biggie. Like I just really liked Biggie. Um you know, just uh, his in-ring presence and his personality. Like, I think he's really good. He can't get laid, but uh, I like him. Um, and I, I think the the uh, 
you know, that match with uh, Cesaro and Kid, there could be some fireworks all God, you can't ask for better workers like in that match, you know? Like Kofi on the other side. Actually what am I right. talking about? Like Kofi's sort of the only good worker <laughs> on that team. I like Biggie for other reasons. But um <laughs> like um but then uh I, I think Paige is such a shining she lost me for a little bit. But man, she's such a shining star in that Divas division. Like she's just really good in the ring, has a really good uh sort of a you know, a character that's still finding herself in the WWE with like a fan base, but I, I always like watching her. Plus she's hot. Um and uh the, I mean the bell is off for nothing. Yeah, just a shitty crappy undercard that's that's nobody's uh interested in. If it didn't happen I, I wouldn't care. I wouldn't like this podcast too. Like and I, if it didn't happen I wouldn't give a shit. <laughs> We're offering nothing to the world right now. So Chris, what was your uh, single favorite moment of Raw last night? Um, well, I mean, I I liked the end uh, of the show. But, you know, the Sting thing was cool. The uh, I liked the uh, the the end where they finally tried to make Brock Lesnar look a little strong going into this pay per view, where he just came out and killed the authority. You know, the the, the authority. I liked that. Um, I also loved how many times Brock Lesnar said baby at the beginning of the show. Uh, I found that to be funny. Uh, and I, was, I, I like, you know, I liked, I, it was, it was, it wasn't a terrible show. Like I said, the, 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 at least, at least as far as the, the, you know, the, the tail, you know, the, the beginning and the end of the show, uh, were good. Um, I am as shocked. As far as, uh, as far as what Shane said about the new day, I agree. I think, and I think they, I think a heel turn is coming because, I mean, if you notice when they did their stupid entrance with the microphones, they were talking about they're so positive because they don't want the rage to come out or something like that. And I'm telling you, I could see a heel turn coming because... Go ahead. Can you hear him say the the famous Booker T line? What was the famous Booker T line? Your favorite, your non-racist favorite uh, highlight of wrestling bloopers. Oh, we're coming for you. Blah blah blah. Did you guys pick oh. up on that when you came out on, on the mic? Oh, with our truth. Our truth said that. Oh, never mind. <laughs> wow, you're really uh, racist. I'm <laughs> um, a perfect lead-in. Thank you, Shane. That's like incredibly racist on you. I, I. Uh, it's funny you said it because I think I always loved our truth. Like I thought he thought he's so good. He's so good in the ring. He's such like a talented like like worker too, and he. He writes his like own material, like that little. I think he's like incredibly creative, and every time I see him, I I like enjoy, even in like this little. And I'm telling you, he was in that dead silent crowd that wasn't marking out for anyone. You know, we talked about how quiet it was for the new day. Actually, they weren't dead silent, but I mean, for the mid card, they were silent. Like they only cared about like the main event. And the one time that crowd popped was everybody was rapping and singing along with our truth. He can still get the crowd going. Like I, so I, knew I, Shane, I miss our truth. I and so, and the reason I said that was the and I was gonna say it. The reason he's your favorite wrestler is uh, he wears his uh, headphones to the ring. Because if anyone Who? knows Shane, our truth, Tyson Kidd, that's, right? That's Tyson Kidd. No, 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 no. He had in your in your uh, in your plugs, like, like, like plugs, like, 
headphones, like workout headphones. I did, I did not notice that. I didn't know that. So if anyone knows Shane, Shane basically wears headphones 24-7, even in the back of cars that he's riding in with other people. Um, so I thought <laughs> that's why you liked R-Truth so much. And then more amazingly, I'm shocked and appalled that Chris hasn't mentioned uh, the markout moment of the evening with uh, XDAO and XDOC. Oh, uh, well, you know, when when they did that segment when and and, and Sandow first came in dressed as XDOC, I completely believe that it was Sean Waltman. He yeah, looked, me too. He looked exactly like him. I, I had no idea it was – I realized it after a few seconds, but it took a few seconds for, for it to dawn on me that that wasn't Sean Waltman. And uh, and you know he, he I, you know I don't think it's anyone's surprise that he is hilarious and then he made that set you know he 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 did an awesome job in that segment I think we we kind of come to expect that from him obviously if one you would expect the, we're going to start to see the breakup this Sunday when Sandow throws Miz yeah. into the Royal Rumble so. yeah, yeah yeah I agree if you watch the replay of the uh, GIF uh, watch like the faces of Hall and Nash and even Triple H. Like watching uh, Ms. Pac, as I call him, uh, imitate uh, X Pac. It's just like, it's fantastic. Oh, such cool guys. Cool guys having a laugh. Oh, Let me go home and punch my son. <laughs> Ooh. I, thought, I, I don't like this revisionist history that goes on with the APA. <laughs> like, can can we, like, real talk, hashtag real talk for a second? Like, the APA sucks. Okay, Kim Kardashian. They suck dick. Like, they, the APA was the nothing tag team that didn't do anything that sucked. Like, I, why is there so much, like, nostalgia for the APA? They were the worst. I, I really they were, think they were a comedy gimmick. I really think it has were, to do with how over the stupid damn thing got with Ron Simmons. Oh, after the APA. I really think that's the key people loving it now. What was that, Rob? I know. I love how the outsiders uh, couldn't give him a microphone for literally not a second. How long does it take? Here, time me how long it takes to say damn. Damn. How long was that? Uh, Like, he couldn't have that microphone spot for, for that long? No, no, because they had to give it to JBL. Uh, to do his little, you guys suck, and you shouldn't be. But again, like I get what they were doing, but again, like, and not that I'm a big fan of the Ascension, but Jesus, like, <laughs> it's just, it's like, all right, we're gonna make these guys look like assholes tonight. So stupid. Like, yeah, I'm. You know what? I'm with you guys. This, this Ross sucks. <laughs> this is the worst shit I've ever seen. Like, God, it's so dumb when you really dissect it. The Ascension were horrible. The, oh, my God. That, those guys suck on the mic. Dude, I was laughing my ass off when he goes, we were born and bred to rip and shred. <laughs> I, 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 when that, when that. I was you when that. Okay, I in the last there. few minutes, let's go with the, the person in the Royal Rumble from any history, any time that you would mark out the most for. And I'll go first. Uh, and mine would be Enzo Amore. Oh, okay, to be in this Royal Rumble, you mean. Uh, How funny would it be? I have, like, this image of, like, Enzo Amore, like, coming out and maybe, like, talking uh, (laughs) talking on the mic. Um, 
you know, and he talks like the entire minute and then gets disqualified because he's standing on the ground when the minute uh, goes up. Do you get disqualified for that? I mean, they obviously, yeah, and I think you'd have to enter the ring, then get thrown up, but, you know, it's a Royal Rumble. They can change the rules <laughs> yeah, for, like, yeah, a comedy yeah. gimmick. I, 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 I would mark the fuck out if Enzo and Big Cass appeared at this Royal Rumble. Like, you, you never see me. I'd never be the same again. It would change, like, the inner core of who I am, like, as a human being. Oh, wow. What about you, Rob? Can you guys hear me or no? Yeah, I can yeah. hear you. Okay, I got, I got disconnected, so. Um, I guess Shawn Michaels would be pretty cool if he came back. What the okay. fuck? That was the worst answer I've ever heard. I tell you what would make me mark out if the macho man Randy Savage was in the Royal Rumble. <laughs> <laughs> There's a worse answer than mine. Um, All right. Yeah, I had the I, only I, good answer. I'll, all right. No, I don't know. I don't know. I I would like. To, I actually would like to see some NXT guys in there. So I I I I'd mark out pretty pretty good if. Uh, Stain, you'd mark out for Stain. If some of the NXT uh, NXT guys were in there. So. God, I'll go through. Okay, here are the correct answers for that question. Number one, Enzo Moray. <laughs> Number two, Shane McMahon. Number three, the Dudley Boys, because it's in Pennsylvania. Oh, nice. Shane McMahon, that's a good one. Uh, Sam, yeah, I totally ECW wouldn't walk out if Shane never came out. Maybe Sabu. Okay, so we're running out of time here. But before we sign off, let me ask you guys, how about we plan it's, – it's, it's a little early. Next year, live BSW podcast together. At WrestleMania 32, we all go there together. We're in Dallas. <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean that's a year away. I don't know. I know, I'm, but I, mean, I don't know what I'm doing next week. WrestleMania 31. So. Oh, so you're saying start saving up now? Yeah, I gotta start. I got. We have to agree to it now so I can start saving. Chris, you, just, you put it. you put together a swear jar with nickels and dimes, and you'll be there in like two weeks. So. I don't want to no, go to Dallas. Dallas. Hey, yeah, I didn't swear that. Like I didn't think house. I swore. I didn't think I. I don't think I cursed tonight. No, but in the real world, you're like a sailor. All right. Anyway, on that note, we hope you enjoyed this episode of the Barbershop Window Podcast. You can listen to this and all our past episodes. BlockTalkRadio.com, iTunes, and Stitcher. Follow us on Twitter. You can follow me at IMC Vigilante. Rob is at at Zanzanator. Shane is at at Shane Winter Fourteen. You visit the Tumblr page, barbershopwindow at .tumblr.com, and then just keep listening, keep supporting the show, spread the word, and we will, as always, try to make the next episode better than this one. (laughs) This one was okay. It wasn't bad. But uh, on behalf of all of us, uh, unless you guys want to have some other final word, good night, Shane, and good night, Rob, and good night to everyone else out there. Good night, Shane. Good night, Chris. Good night. Night, Phil. Oh, still listening. Good night, Phil. The thrill.